Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Broken Seals. Written by Fab One. I was there when the last human died by our hands. We met them first about 200 cycles back. As their mining ships entered one of our newer colonies, they were not the first species that we encountered in the endless void between the stars. The first were the Talanaks, who did not wish for any contact, staying isolated in their part of the galaxy. Soon, others followed, each of those we befriended until we formed a loose correlation, exchanging goods and knowledge for the betterment of each of us. The first contact between us and the humans were peaceably. We started trading resources and gave each other gifts, as we did before with the various other species of our coalition. We thought we could add this newly found species to our union. The written histories are not clear enough on what went wrong. Some documents state that the humans started the war by sending death and destruction by attacking one of our fledgling colony worlds. Others claim that these humans were pirates, vile criminals not attached to the human dominion on their way to plunder riches. The third theory put forward by some deranged individuals weave an unbelievable fairy tale in which we were the aggressors, destroying one of the human worlds to gain access to its rare elements. Whatever the reason for this war may be, it soon became a horrible and atrocious battle on both sides. It seemed that the humans lost any sanity and started to use nuclear fission weapons on our cities, killing indiscriminately our soldiers, our civilians, and our worlds. I will not deny that we asked for help from the other species to ram our fleet and soldiers through their armada. But we stayed our hands on the use of nuclear fission or biological weapons, which cannot be said about the humans. Of the five worlds we lost, two were outright turned into nuclear wastelands, unfit for any life for the next uncountable cycles. The remaining three worlds are now under quarantine after the wretched species released some kind of fast-mutating pathogen into the atmosphere, killing every last one of our kind in the virulent sickness that always resulted in slow and agonizing death. The other members of our coalition answered our call swiftly after we brought them evidence about the unhonorable methods employed by the humans. Our combined force pushed through the remaining ships of the human dominion and our soldiers cleansed their worlds until we arrived at their homeworld, a planet whose surface was infested by their buildings and industries. Their lush plant life pushed back until almost nothing of the natural beauty of ecology was left. Our fleet pushed through the human defense, obliterated their ships, and left huge debris fields around the homeworld. I landed with the rest of my combat team in their bigger city, almost as everything was already over. Our soldiers eradicated the last remnant of the vile species. Only the command bunker was left when we were on our way to breach it. 
My team and I fought against the humans' last soldiers and killed the last defenders until we stood right in front of their throne room. We corralled the last few humans in front of us, and our war leader executed each of them, one after another, until the last one, the human leader. The human grinned a bloody smile at our war leader. As he knelt before him, our leader and his laser emitted drawn and pointed it directly at the head of the human. The seals are broken, spat the human. You do not know what you started. This was his last words of the wretched race. Whatever they mean, our leader did not answer and simply pressed the activator on his emitter, burning a hole through the skull of the human leader. As I said... I was there. I have seen how the last human died at our hands. This was ten cycles ago. Just today, a luxury yacht from one of our people raced into our system, burning through the faster-than-night engine, ignoring all safety procedures. As soon as it entered real space, it started broadcasting an emergency signal. The yacht homeworld had been attacked by four giant ships of an unknown species. Attached to the emergency signal was a message in the human language. The first seal was opened, and I heard, as it were, a noise of thunder, and I saw, and behold, a white ship, and he that steered it had a fire of the sun, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering, and to conquer. And then the second seal was opened, and there I saw another ship that was red, and might was given to the helmsmen to take the peace from earth, and that they should kill one another. After the third seal was broken, a black ship arrived, and in the hands of the helmsman was a pair of balances, and he said, Ten deaths for each knife taken. Then the fourth seal was opened. A bale ship arrived, and the name of the helmsman was Death. And Howl followed him, and power was given upon him to kill with light, and hunger, and with death. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. Peeling. Second sister dipped her proboscis into a warm infusion and gave a contented flutter of her neck frill. She flexed her four legs, one after the other, and eased down into the warm stone that marked the end of the cultivated area. She did truly love her work, but every year that passed, the call of home colony grew stronger. She was rapidly approaching full sexual maturity, and first sister was dropping increasingly blunt hints when she contacted her. The last message about stunningly beautiful first brother of the next colony over had almost been in order. And family duties aside, five years' time spent dealing with the madness the humans caused was quite enough civil service to satisfy even the strictest interpretations of the mother's song. Second sister took another lap of infusion and lightly caressed her badge of office. Being a xenopsychologist was a trial at any time of life, but when the hormones were screaming for a mate and offspring, well, her first sister was pointedly reminded her the gardens back home were far too large for one male to manage alone, and the newly minted first father really did need a companion. Fetching one home for him was a social duty every bit as much as riveting their place in the larger intergalactic community was. 
Her musings were interrupted by an alert that made her full snap up as she surprised confusion. It was one that she'd only heard rarely and scrambled to snatch off her comb without spitting the infusion. She licked her lips rapidly and the antennae flicked in consternation. Emergency psychiatric meetings were not something she had even fathomed existing before she began off-world working, but they did in fact exist as prolonged exposure to humans had taught her. Second sister, she announced into the comm after taking a moment to force her voice down into a universal tones. Thank the mother's song, chanted a voice that was not so modulated at all. You'll not believe what I just saw one of the humans. Please meet me in a private consulting room, second sister said, putting as much sternness into her tone as she could. The voice on the other end continued to jitter as she stood and began striding briskly towards the point of origin as indicated by the comm display. She almost envied the amount of emotion other species could put into their puny audio speech. Even bitcoms didn't probably convey the body language. For instance, she rounded the corner on the blathering Shatar who had contacted her and arched her full height, flaring her rather large sprill and extending her antenna straight up. The caller, a fourteenth sister from the mechanical colony, immediately dropped into a submissive position and her trembling tactically calmed. Now, second sister said, curling her antenna tightly in firmness, please come to my consulting room immediately. Fourteenth sister meekly preceded her into the alcove and eased into a seat. Second sister followed her and composed her own kinesthetics into the broadcast of sympathetic attention as she had been taught. Within, she was rather exasperated with the display. Even a teen sidling should have been better controlled than this. Whatever this enticing incident, she had hoped for her own fourteenth sister would be calmer in such a situation. It was a human... The fourteenth sister finally blurted out, with the collar flaring up in distress. He was peeling off his skin. Second sister started in amusement. Did you report this to the proper medical personnel? She demanded, revising her opinion of the other Shatar's mental state. I did, I did. Fourteenth sister went on, her antenna rubbing spasmatically in the cleaning gesture. Of course I did. He fasted me for being overly dramatic, but... Uh, Second sister silenced her with a raised hand. Is the human in question receiving proper medical care? She asked. Yes, yes, fourteenth sister said. Then please start at the beginning of your story. Second sister ordered. We are here for your sake, not his. Yes, I was, fourteenth sister began. I was gathering up the sample of the detritus in the outer airlock as a part of a grist survey. One of the humans came in, a second field ranger, I think, I mean, Ranger Mahata. That is how they prefer to be addressed, second sister agreed. While Ranger Mahata entered and cleaned his, uh, those foot armors they call boots, fourteenth sister went on. Cleaned his boots in the required way, and before he put on his base foot covering, sat down on the bench and twisted his limbs that was perfectly awful position that they do when they want to examine their, uh, what do they call them? Soles of their feet, second sister offered. Yes, fourteenth sister flared out her neck full. Why can't they be normal and look over their shoulders like we do, she demanded. I know they can. I've seen humans do it. What did he do then? Second sister asked. He looked at the soles of his feet then. Fourteenth sister twitched from the talon to antenna tip for a moment before she went on. 
He gave a grunt, I think of dissatisfaction from the way his fleshy face was contorted. Then he reached down and grabbed a loose flap of flesh. Humans don't have loose flaps of flesh on the soles of their feet, second sister interjected with rising horror. Not when healthy, 14th sister replied. Anyway, he grabbed it and pulled. Second sister began twitching herself at the mental image. He pulled and pulled until the strip of pale dead skin as long as my talon came off and fell to the floor of the airlock. Fourteen sister went on with a set of horrified fascination to her antennae. I must have made some noise because he glanced over at me and grinned. He shoot me. It was just sloughing dead skin cells, but those strips were nearly half a mil thick. Even... Fourteen sister gave a near convulsive twitch. He pulled out another, and he bled when it detached, she burst out. I clicked my distress and summoned the emergency medical techs. He yelled at me as I left that I was being nonsensical, but uh, she gave another full-body twitch and held still. Second sister, by an almighty act of will, held herself in a calming position and began the usually soothing formula that she developed for the situation. However, her true focus was far from the work that she was doing. Yes, that first brother over in the next colony was looking mighty good. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.